Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for the Kuti Halachas. Yoradeya Chelik Sheni, Hilchas Bechor Behema Tahira, Halacha Gimel, Paragraph Yud Aleph. We dedicate the learning today, Lichvoid Nishmas, Rabbeinazal's mother, whose name was Fega. She was the daughter of Odl, the daughter of the Baal Shem Tov. And Lilu Nishmas, Yus Behendel Bas Rabbi Hoshua. And Lilu Nishmas, Mordechai Yehuda Ben Leib, whose yard sites are all today on the 19th of Adar. And Lilu Nishmas, Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Nosniakov, Harini Kaporas Mishkovoi. We're continuing again. This halach is based on chapter 5 in the second half of Likud Imran, which is possibly the longest Torah in Likud Imran on the topic of Emuna, Tiku Emuna, a Rosh Hashanah shir that was given by Rabbi Nezal that has a lot of, lot of information in it. And Rabbi Nezal now is connecting our topic to some of the details in that chapter in Likud Imran. Lechem Eloikov Mikotshe Hakadoshim Umina Kadoshim Yoichel. We mentioned in the previous year that a Balmum, if the animal is a Balmum, if it has any kind of a defect, it's not allowed to be offered on the Mizbeach. However, now we're being told that if the Koyhain has a Mum, he is allowed to eat Truma, he's allowed to eat certain Kodshim. However, he's not allowed to enter into the Beis HaMikdosh. Ki Isa Shon because Rabbi Nezal over there in chapter 5, and Likut Imran says, Shahat Tzadik, al Achilosoi, that the Tzadik, through his eating, which is Bechinas Tzadik Oichel Esoi Vanafshoi, the Tzadik eats especially for the sake of his soul. He's not eating so much for physical taiva, that causes his soul, his neshama, to sparkle, to give off tremendous light. as the Pesach says, that this severe, this satiation, when a tzaddik is eating, is, is connected to these tzachzachos, which is a very, very high level light. And that's what elevates the tzaddik to the level of ishtvunais. Rabbi Nezal there in Likut Imran shows the connections through psukim. And if the tzaddik is an ishtvunais, then he's qualified and able to reveal the deep waters which nourish the amuna. Ayin Shom, take a look over there in Likut Imran where Rabbi Nezal makes all the connections. And therefore the koyhen, when he has a mum, a defect, which implies that the emuna is defective a little, is not complete, then he must have achila digdusha, he must eat holy, because Achila Dikdusha is one of the components that helps rectify and improve the Emuna when the Emuna is in a fallen state, as Rabbi Nezal shows the Anikutimran. And this is what the Pasuk says Lechem Eloikov, divine food, Mikotche Hakadoshim, 
from the base Amikdash, Yoichel, the Koyen Shurit, Ki Iker Tikan Habalmum, Shu Pigam Huemuna, Hualide Achilas Hakadoshim. Because one of the main tikkunim for this koyhen who has a mum, which implies a defect in a muna also, is holy eating. This repairs the emuna. And this is why the Gemara makes a very specific statement that the koyhen's eating of kochen is what brings about the atonement, the forgiveness for the person's sin who brought this korban. As the Gemara says in Yavamis, page 90, The koyhanim are eating and parallel, or at the same time, the bailim, the, the owner of that korban, the one who brought that korban to the base of Mikdash, is receiving his kapora. Because the main thing that brings about forgiveness and, and rectification of all sins is repairing emuna. Because the damage that a sin causes and the place from where sins are coming from is emuna. Lack of emuna, You'll turn away from Hashem, which means lack of emuna, and you're headed towards idol worship, which means all the different sins. The moment a person turns away from Hashem, how? By committing a sin. That automatically puts that person in the category of connecting to idols. Because all of our sins are being, are being uh, brought to us by the Yetzirah. And the Yetzirah is called an idol, denial of Hashem. So therefore, all sins are related to denial of Hashem, lack of emuna. And therefore, the repair for the sins, the repair for this damaged emuna, is the eating of the koyanim. As the Gemara says, because when the koyanim are eating this holy food, this food from the korbanos, that causes their neshama to sparkle with this light. And Rabbi Nezal shows there in Likud Imran that this oyer hatzachzachos is what repairs and, and develops the emuna, and lifts up and elevates the fallen emuna, and this concept of repairing emuna is the tikkun for all sins. Remember, we have a posik kol secha emuna, that all the mitzvahs are emuna, which means all averos are lack of emuna, or a defect in the emuna. A question in the chat. If a person commits a sin simply because they lacked the willpower to refrain from it, 
How does that indicate a lack of emuna? The answer is, if a person believed that Hashem is right in front of him, there wouldn't be an issue of willpower. The person, it wouldn't take willpower. If you saw the creator of the world in front of you, and you knew that this creator of the world knows every thought that's going through your mind, and, and knows exactly who you are, every, everything about you, a person would not be able to commit a sin. It wouldn't be possible. The fact that a person is committing a sin, and again, they're submitting to the Yetzirah, is because the person's emuna is not 100%. They don't see Hashem in front of them. They don't really believe that committing that sin is going to cost them a billion dollars. It might cost them a thousand years, chas v'shalom of Gehenna, that kind of thing. Rabbi Nelson Zal continues, V'zehu b'chinas me'emo sa'ikoranes shma bi'arvis, this is the first Mishnah in Shas, in Mesechta Brachas, where the Mishnah asks, when, do we, what, when is the time that, we're, that we read, we recite the Kriya Shema in the evening? Remember, the Jewish day starts from the evening. So we be, the beginning is nighttime. The first... And most important mitzvah is Kriyashma, Kriyashma Shalarvis, and, and the, which is where we declare our faith in Hashem. That's the most basic, obvious, clear declaration of faith in Hashem. So when the Mishnah wants to tell us when to say Kriyashma Shalarvis, it connects it to food, to eating. When the Kayhanim eat, meaning, when a Kohen who became Tomei, after he purified himself, he has to wait till nighttime, and, and then he's allowed to eat Truma. That's the time, the time that the Kohen is waiting for to allow him to start eating Truma when he became Tomei previously, that's the time for Kriyashma. Ki Kriyashma Hiemunas because Kriyashma is the real expression of our faith in the oneness of Hashem. And this emuna were zoichetu by the eating of tzadikim. Shehi bechinas achilas truma shalakoyanim. Of which an example of that is the koyanim eating truma. Shehu achila digdusha. That's an example of holy eating. By which we're We could certainly understand why Rabbi Nezal makes such an important issue about eating on Shabbos. How important eating on Shabbos is. Because Shabbos is the of Yiddishkeit. Keeping Shabbos is one of the most obvious, powerful, clear ways that a person shows that they believe in Hashem. The paragraph you'd base. The, the Torah tells us that we're not allowed to do any work with a Bechoyer, a firstborn of a kosher animal species. Because work, this term avdus, eved, is associated with atzvus, depression. Bechinas, as the Pasuk says, Be'itzovoin toichalena that your earning of a livelihood, though you're going to work, is going to be associated with itzavoin, atzvus. 
Vachila Sabachoyer, Tzorah Shetia Besimcha. And the eating of a Bechoyer is supposed to be with Simcha. When a Bechoyer is brought to the Beis Amikdosh as a Korban, if it, if, it, if it doesn't have any mum, or if it has a mum and it's given to the Koyen, as the Pesach says, Sham, you will eat it there in Yerushalayim, all types of karbonos, including the firstborn, and you will rejoice before Hashem. So we see that the eating of karbonos, especially bechor, is simcha. Because the main tikkun of achila digdusha is when a person is eating with simcha, because Rabbi Nezal shows there in Likut Amaran that by eating like this, a person strengthens the koyach of the malach, the malach who's involved in this process of tikkun huemuna, umachnien bechinas hechtem besoroi. And we eliminate, we weaken and eliminate the, the tumor, which is referred to as hechtem besoroi over there in Likut Amaran. Shezeh iker kedushas habchor. And that's what the holiness of Bechor is all about. We learned in the previous Shurim. It's all about going from Hechtem Besoroi, from Tumah, to Choysem of Kedusha, which we said was associated with Tefillin. Vezeh Iker Bechinas Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And that's really what the Jewish people coming out of Egypt was all about. Kimavur Sham Kol Zeh As Rabbi Nezal explains all of this over there in Likut Emaran. And this is why we're not allowed to do any work with a firstborn animal. So as not to allow any possible atzvus to attach itself to that bechoyer. Which is synonymous with work, or avdus also means slavery, servitude. As Rabbi Nezal speaks about this <coughs> in chapter 2, in the second half of Likut Imran, towards the end, where Rabbi Nezal says there, Eved is weekday, uh, Ben is Shabbos Kodesh, Sheishes Yomim Tavoid, Ki Iker Hatikun, Shehu Lachnia Bechines Hechtem Besoroi, Zenasal Yidei Simcha, because one of the main components that helps us accomplish what we're trying to accomplish here, which is to weaken the, the Tumah and to elevate the Kedusha, to weaken the Hechtin Besoroi and to elevate the Choysam of Kedusha is accomplished through Simcha. Shezeo Bechinas has Simcha Shel And that's also why the Gemara makes a point of speaking about the joy of the Mitzvah of Tfilin. Kimavur Sham, as Rabbein Nezal shows there on the Kutimran, Ayin Sham. The Gemara says that one of the rabbis once saw his friend looking very happy. So he asked him, what are you so happy about? He said, I put on tefillin today. The Gemara mentioning that is trying to show us that there's a specific, all the mitzvahs are simcha. There's a pasuk, pikudi Hashem yeshorim esam that the mitzvahs of Hashem bring joy to the heart. But the Gemara mentioning that specifically is showing us that there's a special kesher between simcha and tefillin, this choysam of Kedusha, versus atzvus and hechtem besoroi, vitoma. Vezehu isur giza. And this also explains why the halach is we're not allowed to share the wool 
off a sheep, that's a bechor, that's the firstborn, in order to use that wool for ourselves. Do not share the wool from the firstborn of the sheep. Because Rabbeinus all over there in Likutimran chapter 5 also says that one of the main places where there's holiness is in the hairs. Because hair comes out of the head and the Sifrei Kabbalah show that hair represents part of the Seichel coming out of the head. Bechinas Tfilin. Like Tfilin is also a concept of Seichel Moichen. Kimavur Anal. Again, as Rabbi Nezal expounds on this over there in chapter 5 in the second half of the Kutimran. Bechinas, as the Posik says in Doniel, Usa'ar Reshe Ka'amar Nekoh. And the hair of his head was like pure wool, white wool, referring to a very high level of light, Kedusha. Ayin Shom, take a look over there again in Likut Imran chapter 5. Rav Nosan here is showing all the connections between all the mitzvahs related to Bechoyer and all the details that Rabbi Nezal presents over there, all the pieces of the puzzle that Rabbi Nezal gives us over there in chapter 5 in the Kutimran. Paragraph Yud Gimel. V'alkein Yaakov Avinu Ubanov Osku Ma'oid B'miretzoim. And this will explain also why the Torah tells us that Yaakov Avinu and his sons were very much involved in taking care of sheep, pasturing sheep. Remember when they went down to Mitzrayim, Yosef HaTzadik said, if Paro is going to ask you what you do, tell him that this is what you do. You take care of sheep. Because out of all the that were all involved in developing Emuna, Yaakov Avinu was the main one. Avraham Avinu Avram Avinu Yitzchak Avinu started revealing and broadcasting Emuna, the Chafru Beirois, and they dug wells. And Rabbi Nezal shows over there in the Kutimran, in the beginning of that Torah, Mayim Amukim Eitzav Leidish, that these wells are what nurture the Emuna, these holy waters. Avul Oz, Loihoyadayim However, during their time, it was not yet possible to refine and reveal the Amuna to perfection, and to elevate the Amuna all the way up, up, up the ladder to Chochma Binadas, to Moichen, to Tfilin. Because during the time of Avram Yitzchavinu, they had not yet succeeded in removing the droplet of Esav and Yishmoel, She'osur lahaloysam elamoyach, which Rabbi Nezal shows there in Likud Imran, that when you're elevating the Amuna to the Moyach, you have to be extremely careful to exclude the Tipas Esav Yishmoel. Because if you elevate them also to the Moyach, you're giving them chiyas, you're giving them power. Kimavur b'maymranal, as Rabbi Nezal expounds on this over there in chapter 5, Ayin Shom. And this is why the Arizal speaks about this at length, that Tfilin is associated with Yaakov Avinu. Tfilin is called Pe'er, 
Pe'er means beauty. And Yaakov Avinu is referred to as beauty. As the, the Gemara says, the Zohar Kodesh says, Shufrei de Yaakov ke'en Shufrei de Adam. The beauty of Yaakov Avinu resembled the beauty of Adam Arishan. This Shufrei, refer, Shofer refers, is like another word for Tiferes, which is the meat of Yaakov Avinu. Shehu bechinas tefillin, shenekroen pe'er. Ki bimei Yaakov kvar nezbarer v'yotzol achutz tipas esav yishmoel. Because during the time of Yaakov Avinu, the droplet of Yishmoel had already gone to Yishmoel, and the droplet of Esav had already gone to Esav. And therefore, Yaakov Avinu was able to elevate the Emuna and elevate the holiness from the status of Hechtem Besoroi, from Tuma to the Chosim of Kedusha, to elevate it into the, the holy seal, which is Tefillin. Because so long as the droplet of Esav and Yishmoel had not yet come out, had not yet been removed from Avram Yitzchok Yaakov, it was still inside, this process, this beer, this refinement of the Emuna could not be completed, so that when we're doing this elevation, elevating this emuna all the way up to the moyach, we shouldn't chas v'shom include the tipas of Yishmoel, shehem pegam hatfilin, which would damage the moichin, it would damage the tefillin. as Rabbein Azal explains over there. Avul bimei Yaakov, shekvar yotzu lechutz, However, during the time of Yaakov Avinu, when the droplet of Yishmoel was already in Yishmoel, completely apart, and the droplet of Esav was in Esav, completely apart, and now we have this holy chain, Avram, Yitzchok, Yaakov, all holiness, Oz, Hoyo, Habirur, Shehem, Pegamat, Filin. They represent Pegamat, Filin. Kemesh, Mavorsham, Avul, Bimei, Yaakov, Shekvar, that's when this refinement of the Amuna was able to be completed. Yaakov was able to go up and bring up with him the holiness from the low place, from Hechtem to Chosim Kedusha, Shehut Tfilin, Shehem Bechinas Yaakov, which the Sifrei Kabbalah tell us are associated with Yaakov. And this is why the Zohar Kodesh tells us that Yaakov Avinu was so pure, he was to reserve the first droplet that came out of him went to his wife. No wasting of any seed in any way. As we find Yaakov Avinu says to his son Reuven, you are my first. Because Yaakov Avinu was to this refinement to perfection. To eliminate completely the Pegama bris, the Tumo, which is referred to as Hechtem Besoroi, Veliskois Litfilin, and to be Zoichet to Moichen of Kedusha, to Tfilin. 
And this is why he gave birth to his firstborn with holiness. Which we explained earlier when we started in this halach explaining the whole concept of Bechoyer. It's a whole concept of elevating that first, the birth. A person is supposed to elevate every birth to Kedusha. But the first birth is the most important one. And that's why we said we give it to the Kohen. So Yaakov Avinu was Zoyche to, to give birth to a Bechoyer in Kedusha which is this bira and elevating the amuna to the level of Kodesh. Whereas during the time of Avram Avinu and Yitzchak Avinu, the, the klipa had to come before the fruit. Yishmoel had sheyotsu esav Yishmoel koidem Yitzchak v'yakov. Yishmoel was born 13 years before Yitzchak. Esav came out first. And Yaakov Avinu had to work very hard until he got to a point where he was able to succeed in acquiring the Bechoyra from Esav. And the reason was because, again, this tip of Esav Yishmoel had not yet been removed completely, separated completely from the Kedusha. And that's why the birthright, which is the, this concept of Tefillin, was in a state of exile, Ad Yaakov. Until Yaak, the Bechayr was by Yishmoel, the Bechayr was by, by Esav. Until Yaakov Avinu, She'oz Yotzu Lachutz Tipas Esav Yishmoel, by that time, the Tip of Esav Yishmoel left completely, was completely outside the framework of holiness. Va'oz Zochel Etfilin Bishlemus. And that's when Yaakov Avinu was Zechet to the perfection of Tfilin. And that's when the Bechoyra was, was restored into the domain of holiness. Because the birthright, Bechoyra, is directly related to Tefillin. As we spoke about earlier, the first Parsha in Tefillin, the first and also the second even, are all about the Bechoyer. Kadesh Liko Bechoyer is speaking about Hashem's instructions for us to sanctify that firstborn. V'yalkein Osak Yaakov b'miret soin, and this explains also why Yaakov Avinu was involved in pasturing sheep. Shehu b'chinas biror ho'emuna kanal. This is the concept of, of purifying and refining emuna. V'oz b'shas mira, Rav Nosanzal is going to show this very clearly. V'oz b'shas mira hatsoin osak b'avoydas hatfilin. And during the time that Yaakov Avinu was involved in taking care of these sheep, he was involved in the spiritual avoida of tfilin. Kimuva, as the Zohar Kodesh says in Parshas Vayetze, page 162, Sheyaakov osak hatfilin. Yaakov Avinu was involved in the avoid of Tfilim. Ki hamaklois asher pitzel barahotin b'shikatzois hamayim. The Torah tells us that when Yaakov Avinu ran away from Lovan, decided to split off completely from Lovan, 
they made an agreement, Yaakovin made an agreement, that which sheep, even though he really, Lavan Avinu owed him millions of dollars for the 14 years of work that Yaakov Avinu had worked for him. But the agreement was that at least all the sheep that are here right now, those that are striped or speckled or, or spotted, the striped, speckled, I believe that's what it is. <clears throat> we'll see soon. Akudim, Nekudim, and Brudim. Those go to Yaakov Avinu. All the rest, Lovam can keep. And it says that Yaakov Avinu worked out a plan that when the sheep were drinking water, he put up sticks there. He put up sticks in front of them, and these he peeled off the bark from these sticks in such a way that the sticks looked like they had stripes on them and speckles on them and these, these different things. And the sheep, during that time when they were drinking and then they were mating, they were looking at these things, and this resulted in the offspring being striped and speckled and these things. It says there, Borohotim, the sticks that Yaakov Avinu peeled off, Borohotim, Zebechinas Rehite Hamoichim. The Zohar Kodesh says, there's a Pasuk in Shir Hashirim where it says, Melech Osur Borohotim. A king, referring to Hashem, who is tied to us with straps. And the Zohar Kodesh says, Shezeo Bechinas Tfilin. This refers to the mitzvah of Tfilin. When a Jew puts on Tfilin and we wrap ourselves in these straps, we are Kaviochel wrapping Hashem to us. That's the wording. Melech Osur Borohotim. A king who is tied in straps. Ki Tfilin Nas Navidei Biror Hoemuna. Because Rabbeinu Sal over there in Likutimran shows this whole process, starting with Emuna and the repair of the fallen Emuna, and showing how that leads up to the Kedush of Tefillin. <clears throat> which Yaakov Avinu was Zechetu by taking care of these sheep. This is what the Pasuk says there. Vayatseg Yaakov Eves Asher Pitzel Borohotim Yaakov Avinu placed those sticks, which he had peeled off in that way, he put it where the, in the trough where, where the sheep were, were drinking water. Now why Mira Hatsani? Why shepherd? Rabbeinazal, we might have mentioned this earlier, Rabbeinazal says there in Likute Maran that Roya, Roya means to, to take care of sheep is called Roya. And the tzaddikim, the leaders of Klal Yisrael, are called Shivaroyim, the seven shepherds, based on the fact that their most important job is emuna, teaching us emuna. Shechon Eretz, Ure'ei Emuna. The Pasuk says, live in the land and be pastured with emuna. So we see that emuna is associated with Ure'ei, this pasture. Because Yaakov Avinu was able to draw this light of Tfilin, which Rabbi Nezal shows there is the refinement of Emuna from these, from the, these waters. As Rabbi Nezal shows there in the Kutumran, that the, the Emuna needs to be watered. Hainu mebechinas amoko debeira. The Zohar Kodesh speaks about the deep, deep wells, the deep well springs. Mebechinas mayim amukim, from the deep waters, 
Shemishom Gdeilo Hemuno, which Rabbein Nezal shows in the beginning of that chapter of Likudaman, that that's where the Emuna, that's how the Emuna starts growing. Once again, the, the chapter in Likudaman there has maybe 10 or 15 steps. Rabbein Nezal starts off by saying the most important thing is Emuna, and he goes into explaining how, how in, in Emuna there's ups and downs. And when there's a down in Amuna, we have to try to fix it. We have to try to elevate it. And he goes through the whole process of explaining how that's accomplished. Rav Nelson Zal in Likut takes a mitzvah in the Torah and shows us how if you study that mitzvah in the Torah, you see that chapter in Likut Imran coming to life. You see how the whole process that Rabbi Nezal defines there in Likut Imran is exactly how the Torah is defining that mitzvah. And again, Rav Nosson uses his incredible broad knowledge and his ability to be mechadish, to open our eyes to see things that you would never see on your own studying that. Rav Nosson took the Likut Imran like Rabbi Nosson told him and used it as an overlay on the whole Torah. That the Likut Imran explains, gives you a whole different level of insight to every single mitzvah in the Torah. Any questions? question in the chat, does this mean that Odom Arisha and Ward Tefillin? I don't know. I don't know. When it speaks about Shufrei Odom Arishan, it means the beauty of the face of Odom Arishan, that Yaakov Inu's face resembled the, the face of Odom Arishan. And again, the Sifrei Kabbalah show that Yaakov Avinu is associated with Tefillin. Yaakov Inu is called Tiferes, Titain Emes Liyakov, Yaakov is the meat of Tiferes, and Tfilin is called Tiferes, Pe'er. And the Arizal shows Kabbalistically all the connections there. Was it an honest strategy of Yaakov Avinu's part to influence the colors of the sheep? Since Lavan had no contact with the sheep and, and so couldn't influence them, he had a distinct advantage. Did Yaakov Avinu have the right to use that? The answer is that Yaakov Avinu said to Lavan, you tricked me a thousand times. You tricked me out of my salary. During the 14 years I worked for you, you tricked me aseres moinim. And the Torah talks about it. The Gemara speaks at length all the different ways that Lavan ripped off Yaakov Avinu. So Yaakov Avinu was one billion, trillion percent right in what he did. This is like the story we mentioned it a while ago that the, the Egyptians, Alexander the Great, was conquering the world. And, and people looked at him like he could, he could be the judge, he could be the hag. Today we have the hag court. All, all guys who belong, although the hag court belongs in jail or dead or whatever it is, but uh, we have the hag court that's judging the world and, 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 and making sure that we take care of our Palestinian friends and, every, and, and support them and everything. So, so they, they went to Alexander the Great with a claim, the Egyptians, that the Jewish people did a terror, they committed a terrible atrocity against the, the sweet Egyptians, that when they left Egypt, if they have been enslaved and tortured and everything, for 210 years, they borrowed stuff from Egypt, they borrowed gold and silver, and they never returned it, so they owe us millions of dollars. And, and Alexander heard it, and, and the Jewish people sent an emissary to, to defend them. And the emissary came to Alexander the Great, and he said, their claim, their claim just like our Palestinian friends, their claim is obviously 100% legitimate. There's no question about it. However, 
if you multiply 600,000 people by 210 years, and that's just the amount that left, if you multiply all the millions and millions of Jews who worked for the Egyptians during those 210 years, at minimum wage, you add it up, uh, the, the Egyptians owe us quite a bit of trillions of dollars. And it says that the next morning the Egyptians sneaked out and were never seen from again. They, they got it. They realized that their claim was totally illegitimate. So in terms of wanting to defend, to stand up for Lovan's rights, I, I don't suggest it. I don't advise it. There's a lot of connection between Yaakov is Tiferet, but then you quoted Titan Emes Yaakov. So what's Emes and Tiferet? Emes is Tiferes. Emes is another word for Tiferes. Emes, you know, it's the uh, Avram Avinu is on the right, Yitzhak Avinu is on the left, Tiferes is in the middle. Just like the word Emes, Aleph is the first letter of the Aleph base, Tuf is the last letter, and the Mem is in the middle, showing that Yaakov Avinu is this meat of Tiferes, which combines right, left, center. Vialkain. Yaakov kashero es rochel shehi bechina shleimus emuna, and therefore Yaakov Avinu, when he first met Rochel, who represents perfection of emuna, because remember Rochel is the shechina, Rochel is the malchus. Rochel, we we've mentioned in the past that the the throne of Hashem has four images on it, and it's 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 mentioned in different ways. Either Avram Yitzchok Yaakov David, David Amelch, or Avram Yitzchok Yaakov Rochel. The word Iyar, Aleph Yud Yud Reish, Avraham Yitzchok Yaakov Rochel Imenu. She, the, the term Rochel represents the Shekhinah, which is the Malchus, which is Emuna. So when Yaakov Avinu saw Rochel, who represents perfection of Emuna, Oz Vayogel Eso Even Mealpia Be'er. There was a gigantic rock that the other shepherds had put on the well to block Rachel Imenu Lovan from being able to feed, take care of his sheep, to make sure they took care of theirs first, you know. And they had a whole group of people that would work together to lift this rock off. When Yaakov Avinu showed up and saw what was going on, it says he popped that rock off the bear like it was a soda cap. Kimavir pkak me'al like someone popping a cap from a from a, a, a bottle, from a jug. As the Medrash says, what, what in the world is this doing in the Torah? What do we need this in the Torah for? Because prior to this, this huge rock was covering the well. What is the well? The well is what nurtures emuna. It wasn't possible to reveal and broadcast Emuna easily. Which Rabbein Azal shows clearly there in the beginning of that chapter in Likud Imran that the Emuna is nurtured by these waters, these Eitzos, Mayim Amukim Eitzo Balevish, Atsoso Emuna. Rabbein Azal makes all the connections there perfectly. Why? Because of the droplet of Esav and Yishmoel, which was still in the picture, which, which blocks the Emunah and damages the Emunah. However, now that Esav is out, 
And the droplet of Esav is an Esav, and he's an, a separate entity. And the droplet of Yishmoel is out. Yishmoel is a separate entity. They're not part of this stream anymore. Then Oz Kfar Nithut Esav Yishmoel The droplet of Esav Yishmoel had already been put, pushed out of Avram Avinu, out of Yitzchak Avinu. And then Yaakov Avinu was zeichet to be able to reveal the emuna to perfection. Shehi bechinas Rochel yefas toyar vifas mare, whereby the Torah tells us that Rochel imenu was beautiful. Again, this is that during the time of Yaakov Avinu, the emuna, the shechina, was in a state of tremendous beauty. Bechinas, as it says in Shira Shirim. Kulach Yofa Rayosi. Kulach, completely, you are completely beautiful, my beloved. So this Yefas Toyar, this Yefeid that's being said about Rochel implies that now the Emuna is Bishlemus. Bechinas Emuna Betachlis Hashlemus. Vioz Vayogel That's why Yaakov Avani was able to remove the rock completely from the well. Kemisha Mavir because now the emuna was revealed completely to perfection. But why was Yaakov Avinu, who personifies Emes, one that had to first trick his father and then trick Lovon? Because those tricks are called Emes. Now, it's we, with our, our, our secular uh, education and, and living in this world, based on the way truth is defined in this world, we think that that's truth. But the book of truth is the Torah HaKdoshim. And Hashem, Hashem is Emes, the Torah is Emes, and the Tzadikim are Emes. And a Tzadik, when a Tzadik tricks a Rasha, that's not, that's not Sheker, that's Emes, that's real Emes. That's the ultimate Emes. When a person lies for the sake of Sholem and they're doing it, that's not Sheker, that's Emes on the highest level. That's the real Emes. Because a, an Emes that destroys people, a guy who cheats and steals within the framework of the law, he didn't break any law, he's a crook, he's shrewd enough to be able to come to court and get away with it, that's not Emes. And the court that releases him is not Emes. And these courts that allow terrorists to be able to be freed, or allow terrorists to be in jail and being fed, being supported by Jewish money instead of being put to death, that's not justice, that's injustice. That's a court of injustice. That's sheker. The, the, the definition, the accurate, best definition of emes is how the Torah defines emes. Lovon was shakron. Esav was a shakron. Esav was a ramai. He made believe to, his, to daddy that he was religious. He came and asked, how do you give meiser from salt? He did that to trick Yitzchak Avinu into thinking that this guy could be a real good Jewish businessman. This guy would be able to support Yaakov Avinu, so give him all the brachas, all the wealth. Rivka, who was raised in the house of Lavan, she knew what a liar is, what a, what, a shrewd, what a shrewd businessman is. And she saw exactly who Esav was, 
And therefore she told Yaakov Avinu, you must play his game. As it says in Tilim, im novar tisboror, im ikesh tispatol. Hashem says when you're dealing with a thief, make sure you know how to deal with him correctly, how to outsmart him. Interesting that uh, Rivka couldn't just tell her husband what's going on. The, the answer is that there are secrets. There are incredible secrets. Yitzchak Avinu wasn't blind. Yitzchak, this was all had to be orchestrated in such a way for of all kinds of deep, deep reasons. The Sifri Kabbalah, the Sifri Hasidus, all, the whole Torah gives us all kinds of insights as to why it had to come from Rivka, not it's all kinds... Everything is perfectly in place, you know. Now, these words that we mentioned before, akudim, nekudim, ubrudim, these are some of the deepest terms that are used in Sifrei Kabbalah, in the Zohar Kodesh. The Zohar Kodesh speaks about this, that this, this scenario of Yaakov Avinu peeling the bark, was saying this is tefillin, and tefillin is moichin. This was something very, very deep and on a very high level. So Rav Nosenzal says now, V'zeh bechinas akudim nekudim ubrudim. She'zocho Yaakov she'yu noilodem b'tsoinoi. Yaakov Avinu was privileged that Hashem made it, that the sheep that were born to, to, to him were the ones that had these all of these signs on them. Ki Yaakov Avinu succeeded in refining and repairing the emuna to such an incredible level when he was taking care of those sheep. To the point where he elevated the emuna to the highest place that it could go, which Rabbi Nezal says there in Likutimran is to this level of pituche choisam koydesh lashem, which is tfilin, pe'er, klolius hagavnen. Pe'er, tiferes, is called combination of colors, multicolored. Bechinas akudim, nekudim, uvrudim which is what these three terms refer to. Different types, a variety of color, a variety of how things are being displayed. Sheheim bechinas klolius hagavnen. The Sifrei Kabbalah, the Zohar Kodesh, shows us that these terms, akudim, nekudim, avrudim, refer to a combination of all the holy colors. Ki kol ha-moichen, sheheim bechinas tefillin, all types of knowledge and wisdom and intellect and seichel and constrictions by which a person could be zeichet to get to know about Hashem, are all included in these three terms. Shehem Klolius Kolho Atsilus, which is Kolo, the entire level called Atsilus, the highest, highest levels of Kedusha, Kimuvon Bekisfeu Harizal, as the Arizal discusses this at great length and in great depth. And Yaakov Avinu succeeded in drawing this during, through his process of taking care of the sheep. He was to all of this 
by perfecting the emuna, to refine it through this process of taking care of the sheep, to the point where he elevated, he rose, he climbed up the ladder from the bottom, from Malchus Emuna, all the way up to Shleimus Hadas, to Moichim, to Tfilin, Shehim Klolius Kol Hagavna Nikdusha, which represent the total spectrum of all the colors. Bechinas Akudim Nekudim Uvrudim Kanam. Vezeh Berer Mitzoyim Lavan. And this he was able to accomplish from Lavan's sheep. Hainu Sheberer Ho Emunak Doisha Me Emunas Kuzvius. As Rabbi Nezal shows there in the Kutimran, that the Emuna, the Malchus, starts out in the framework of Kedusha. But if due to our sins and everything, some of that falls into the Sitrachra. So now if we want to be Zerchet to Shleimus Emuna, Shleimus HaMalchus, we got to get it, we got to return it from the Sitrachra. We have to go there, that's where some of that Emuna is. That's where some of that fallen Emuna is. That's why Yaakov had to take care of Lovon's sheep and from there gr- remove the Emuna Hanafula. Lovon was an idol worshipper. Umamin Bahatrofim, he believed in his idols, as it says there in the Chumash. Shehem Emunas Kosviyas, which are false types of Emuna. And this is why Yaakov Avinu had to struggle so hard in this. And he worked. It says there, you're going to work for me for seven years, then you're going to work for me for another seven years. Evet. And he, he received many, many forms of divine assistance for this. To succeed in bringing from Lovan's sheep that they should produce this akudim nakudim vrudim. All of this in order to refine and repair the emuna. Through this, Yaakov Avinu was to bring forth the holy emuna of the Jewish people. And this is what the Pasuk says there, that Yaakov Avinu says, I lifted up my eyes, bachaloim, during my, in my dream, and a heavenly angel spoke to me in my dream. This is all tied into what Rabbi Nezal speaks of in Likutei Marande. Rabbi Nezal speaks about dreams, and he speaks about a dream can come from one of two places. If it's a holy dream, it's coming from a malach. If it's an unholy dream, it's coming from a shed, a shindalid. And the Malach said to me, Sono Enecha, please lift up your eyes, and see all of these births, all of these sheep that are being born to, to the sheep that you've taken care of. Akudim, Nekudim, Ubrudim. Take a look at this. This is exactly what Rabbein speaks about there in Likut Imran. That Yaakov Avinu was zeichet through, by accomplishing all of this, this Biru Hemuna, he was zeichet to the dream that comes from the angel. And Rabbein shows there clearly in Likut Imran, how does a person zeichet to that kind of dream when the person is zeichet to elevate the Emunah from Pegama Bris, from Hechten Besoroi, to Chosim of Tfilin. 
Through that, the person is zeichen to a dream that comes from a malach, a holy dream. As Rabbein expounds on this very, very elaborately in the middle, towards the end of that chapter on Likutei Moran. V'alkein gam bi'aroin ha'koyin k'siv ki sifsei koyin yishmru das v'toyro yevakshem ipihu ki malach Hashem tzvokoisu what, what, what's, what's this stuff about the angels? We're talking about a koyin. We're talking about das. What are you mixing in malachim? Ki aharoin hu bebechinas hamogine yeretz Aaron Akoin is an example of what Rabbeinu Sal speaks about there in Likutei Moran. That when there's pigama bris, you need the Mogine Eretz to be able to, 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 to help the situation. The, the, when there's gaiva, the gaiva that Geirim bring into Klal Yisrael, Rabbeinu Sal introduces this whole topic about the Mogine Eretz. Shemevararin mibechinas hechtim lebechinas tefillin. They play these tzadikim who are called the Mogine Eretz they play a very important role in refining the Amuna from the status of Hechtim to Tfilim. This is the angels of... Ha- these, these are like heavenly angels, as Rabbein Azal says there. Rabbein Azal, the only Kutiran, shows the connection between these Tzadikim, who are called Mogine Yeretz, the protectors of the world, and Malach. Rabbi Nezal shows that the Pasik, which speaks about these Mogine Yeretz, <coughs> the first letters make up the word Malach. Again, Rabbi Nezal is showing how everything here fits so perfectly. The process that Rabbi Nezal defines there in the Kutaman, he's showing us that this is all in the Torah, this is all in the Chumash related to the topic of Bechor and the Koyhen and all, every different aspect of this. Any questions, please, before we close? I, yeah. We're talking here a lot about uh, Seifa, Mochin, Das, and usually that's connected to the color white. And we're also mentioning about, about Tfilin, and the color of Tfilin is black. I'm wondering if there's, you can ex- explain a little bit about that. Definitely. If you recall, we had a paragraph on this earlier in this halacha. Remember, it's starting with emuna. Remember that chaplain from begins ho'ikar ho'yemuna. It's all about emuna. It's everything. Kol mitzvah emuna. Tzadik emuna. The whole Yiddishkeit is emuna. Part of the shleimus to emuna is to elevate it all the way up to the whiteness. To emuna is black. Shchoyrani venoava benoisi rushalayim. I'm black and I'm beautiful. Emuna is the moon, no light of its own, no light of its own. But the emuna is reflecting the light of the sun, you know, the, 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 the highest light. David Amelech, you know, when the in the Suda that Hashem is going to have when Mashiach comes, Hashem is going to offer the Birkas Hamozain to every Avram, Yitzchak, all of them are going to say, There's a reason why I'm not the right one for the job. When he offers it to David Amelech, he's going to say, Li Noel Avorech, I am the best, the most best suited one to receive the Birch HaSamosan here, he's the Malchus. What is the Malchus? The Malchus is nothing, and it's the Malchus is black, and it's, and it's white, and it's white. And again, the Tefillin being black, showing, reminding us that this is all about the Tikkun of Emuna, and the Tikkun of Emuna is to connect it to Das, 
you know, to bring to to make the union between the sun and the moon, the the amuna da Torah and Tefillah, man and woman, you know, all all of those unions. Thank you.